What's up, everybody? We are back for week eight college football. We are, uh, yeah, we are getting into it. We are getting down to the nitty gritty where some of these teams are uh, making a push, trying to get into that final playoff, uh, you know, playoff run. They're trying to win conferences. Uh, It's going to be, I think, a pretty interesting week here on DraftKings. Sorry about the late record and post here for uh, the video or the podcast. Um, yeah, when the kids are sick, throws the whole week off. So we are here finally. So I am going to be pretty brief here uh, and pretty straightforward. And it's for nothing other than lack of, I think there's some very clear spots here. Again, we always do kind of the DraftKings early morning slate uh, or early morning for me on the West Coast. But I think there's a few very clear paths as far as where I'm going this week. Um, I'll touch on every game and kind of why that is, but uh, I'm not going to be too in-depth or too crazy today uh, just because I think there's some games and some matchups that I just don't love whatsoever. So um, let's hit it. So first game, Kansas State at Texas Tech. Uh, Look, Texas Tech's been okay. Uh, Henry Columbia has been fine. Um, I think Kansas State's a little bit better than people give them credit for. Um, I've been loving to play Sir Roderick quite a bit the last few weeks, um, but with Todd Brooks questionable, I really don't love, you know, the split backfield if he comes back. Taj Brooks misses. Obviously, I will go back to Sir Roderick. Um, and then you got Eric Ezekana uh, as their best receiver. So, you know, you do have a pretty clear path with Texas Tech, and they are going to air it out. But, again, I think Kansas State, uh, they're tough versus the run. They're ranked 23rd in the country. And, uh, 93rd versus the pass. So yeah, you can, you can expose them and beat them, but you know, there is a 60 and a half point over under. Um, I just don't love Texas tech. They're very inconsistent and they've burned me more often than they've helped me. So for those reasons, you know, I may pick some guys off, but it's not going to be a clear stack situation for me this week for Kansas state. Uh, look, they're not great, uh, but they should have some success because I think Texas tech's defense is even worse than Kansas state is better on offense. If that makes sense. Uh, Texas Tech's given up almost 165 yards on the ground, 224 through the air. You've got Skylar Thompson should have some, some space to operate here. Um, Deuce Vaughn is probably one of my favorite plays on the slate, uh, in a loaded running back position. Um, and then you've got Phillip Brooks and Malik Knowles along with Vaughn in the passing game. So I have a little bit more interest on the Kansas state side of things here. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, definitely a game you can play. Uh, it's better than some of the other ones we're going to touch on, but yeah, not uh, not opposed to it at all. Um, next up, I'm going to be very brief. Oklahoma, Kansas, uh, 30 and a half point over or spread, 66 over under. Pretty simply, I have no interest in anybody on Kansas. Uh, so we'll just start there and finish there. Um, and everyone, for the most part, in Oklahoma is playable. Uh, I can't tell you where it's going to come from. I can't tell you who's going to get it how long the starters are going to be in or anything like that. But Oklahoma should hang 70 on these guys on Saturday if they want to. So I will have mix and match guys. I'll have a few stacks of Oklahoma. I will have some mix and match guys, but it's a great opportunity for some of these lower price guys, especially the receivers to just toss one in in your lineup, because I think we're going to see a lot of run from the backups, the second string, third string guys. Um, So if you desperately need a pay down position, like this is a really interesting spot to, toss a few of those guys in there that could boom for you that you know haven't done anything all year but you know the third quarter you know halfway through they're they're playing full time so um you know guys like mario williams woods hall hasselwood you've got eric gray and Jaden Knowles even you know um so you know everybody especially the starters are in a smash spot here it's just a matter of how long they stay in really um 
Next up, Cincinnati at Navy. Navy's a 28-point dog. You know, they're not terrible, but Cincinnati is the real deal, right? We've seen that all season long. What I like about Cincinnati is they're a very concentrated offense. So you've got Desmond Ritter, Jerome Ford, Alec Pierce. Those are your main guys, right? You know, there's there's some other players you can obviously always mix in, but those are the three you want to play. Those are the three that are going to do the most damage for you. Um, so I like that little three-headed monster here heading into this game. Um, Navy, look, they're going to run the ball or, you know, every single play, it seems like, with 15 different guys. So, you know, again, pick your poison. It's just a spot I'm going to avoid altogether. Um, Northwestern at Michigan. Michigan are huge favorites, 23-and-a-half point uh, spread here. Look, the Wolverines have one of the best rushing attacks in all of football. Northwestern has one of the worst defenses against the run. This one, again, is not super complicated, right? Barring something weird happening or Northwestern just, you know, this is their Super Bowl, so to speak, um, type thing where they step up and it's that weird college game of the year. Michigan should roll these guys, um, and they're going to do it with Blake Corum and Hassan Haskins. I think both of those guys are in play. I think you could even play both of them together in a lineup, which is a little bit unique. Um, so I think Michigan just crushes them here. Um, Illinois at Penn State. Illinois is dreadful. They're terrible. Uh, Penn State should smoke these guys. I don't know if Sean Clifford's going to play or not. He is questionable. Um, so that will be interesting leading up to kickoff. You know, knowing college football, we'll find out about two minutes before lock. So just be prepared. I'm under the impression and, and leaning towards if they go with Taquan Robertson. Robertson, um, I like that play a little bit more. I'd rather roll with him at his price tag if he's the starter. Um, and you can obviously tag him up with Jahan Dotson. Um, that should, you know, again, they should blow Illinois out here. Um, and I think it's a very easy way to fit in some of these higher priced running backs is to go with Robertson and Dotson. And then you can go, um, obviously, pay up at running back. So I like that snack stack a little bit uh, just because Illinois is just so terrible. So my only fear is, again, leading up to game time, we're not going to know who's playing quarterback. So just be careful there if you go that direction. Next up, we got Wake Forest at Army. Um, look, uh, Wake Forest is kind of the Cinderella story, right? They're undefeated. Uh, Army's tough. You know, they play hard. They're, they play they're, – I think they're top 50, both points scored and against in the country. They're not a rollover team here. But Wake Forest, it seems like every week, you know, gets themselves into trouble or even a tough matchup and they dig their way out. So uh, I think you could get creative here. Um as far as Wake Forest goes, um, Sam Hartman's the quarterback, Jaquil Robertson, A.T. Perry are the receivers. Those guys are an obvious stack situation. I, you know, Wake Forest has been great, uh, again, offensively. Um, their running game is very good, but they do split and rotate some guys. So, you know, you're going to have to kind of roll the dice there a little bit. Um, but as far as Army goes, you could get a little bit creative. Wake Forest gives up about 200 yards almost on the ground per game. There's three or four guys for Army who rotate carries. You've got Buchanan, Anderson, Tyler, and Atkins that I think you could play. Um, you know, and again, this is one of those situations. Don't come knocking on my door and say, oh, I played Anderson, and Tyler's the one that got three touchdowns. Like, it's just that's the way they roll. But Wake Forest can very much be exposed on the ground. So what I'm saying, similar to Oklahoma on offense, I think you can, if you're playing like four or five lineups, you can easily plug one of these guys in your flex spot, you know, and hope you pick the right guy to blast off, right? Because we only need one lineup and a GPP to take it down. Um, and for a team that runs the ball heavily, is good at running the ball, 
and they're playing an opponent that gives up 200 yards a game almost like I don't know. Uh, sneaky, sneaky. So it's only a three point spread here. So I, you know, I have some interest in these running backs for Army. Um, next up, Wisconsin. Look, I don't want any. I say this and then I say Ches Malusi. I'll play Ches Malusi, the running back out of Wisconsin. I have zero interest in anybody else in this offense. Wisconsin's ranked 115 out of 130 in terms of points scored per game. Uh, no, thanks. I, I'm just not going to do it. it. It's a death sentence in DFS. If they go off, so be it. But, you know, they're going to be low owned anyway, so I wouldn't worry about it too much. But Ches Malusi on offense, he's the main guy. He's really the only playable guy, in my opinion. For Purdue, we should get Aiden O'Connell back to start. He looked great, you know, last week in a start. They upset Iowa. David Bell and Milton Wright, if they're healthy and ready to rock and roll, they are a clear path as far as where they're going to go in terms of receiving. Uh, the running back situation, you know, they have some guys that are banged up. So if you're going to go here, I probably prefer the passing game just because Wisconsin is still solid on defense. They'll still stop the run. You know, they play sound football. But again, the over-under here is 40 and a half. Like, I don't know how much I love this game. I think it's probably more of a dogfight that I think Purdue could squeak out. But you know, for DFS purposes, it's probably not like, you know, something we want to hang our hat on. Right. Um, next up, and I'm sorry for flying through this here, but we got Oklahoma state at Iowa state. I have a little bit more interest in this game than what Vegas shows, uh, showing us a 46 over under. I know both of these defenses are good. Uh, yeah, both defenses are good, but Iowa state's got some serious firepower with Brock Purdy, Brees Hall, Xavier Hutchinson, on the other side of the ball, you've got Jalen Warren, Tay Martin. I think, I don't know, there's just something weird. I have no credible stats to back this up. I have nothing like that. But I think that we always get these weird Big Ten uh, football games that just, you know, blow the roof off of slates. Uh, we saw it a few weeks ago. We kind of expected it with Texas and Oklahoma. But I feel like this could be just a weird random shootout. They'll probably end up like over under total points in the game will be like 25 now that I said that. But I don't know, man. I have kind of a weird feeling here. I'm going to be playing a, a game stack or two. We just go all in because um, I don't think they're going to be very highly owned. So if it hits, a hit big. If I lose, you know, a lineup bus, it's not a big deal. Um, so I think that one could be interesting. This is the big question mark of the week, this next game. LSU at Ole Miss. I mean, LSU is a tire fire. <laughs> they fired their coach. Eddie O is going to stay on until the end of the season. The players said they don't want to play for him, but the administration kind of likes him. I don't know, man. It's really weird. They beat Florida last week, which seems to be a yearly occurrence, but I don't know. It's all going to come down to Matt Corral and if he plays for Ole Miss. He's highly questionable. Um, if he plays, I will play Oklahoma – or I will play, I'm sorry, Ole Miss. Uh, I will have a lot of them. Um, I think you could bring it back in a few spots, but I'm just going to go with Ole Miss. They're the better team. They should, they should take it to them. Matt Corral doesn't play. I may just fade this game. And it's not from anything other than I don't know who the hell is going to score points, who's going to get the ball, what they're going to do, what that offense is going to look like. I don't know what, what LSU team's going to show up. Like for me, I'm just scratching it off and just praying and hoping it doesn't shoot out. So that's how I'm approaching this LSU Ole Miss game. Right now it does a 76 over under, which is wild. Um, if, if Matt Corral plays, I'm in. If he doesn't, I don't know you know, where you really go. So that's my thoughts there. This next game is another game that I have a lot of interest in. You got Oregon at UCLA, uh, the Chip Kelly bowl, it seems like. So 
I love Oregon's running game. Uh, you know, UCLA does play good defense. It's the one thing about this team that is a little bit like underrated that people don't talk about. But um, I think there could be a, a serious shootout here at the Rose Bowl, 60 and a half over under. Anthony Brown for Oregon has been solid. It's tough to really predict which receiver he's going to hit and go to. But Travis Dye is now the bell cow there. And he absolutely showed out last week. Um, he's probably going to be pretty popular, but that's fine. He's good chalk. Uh, so Anthony Brown, Travis Dye, I really like, but if I'm going to stack this game, I'm probably going to lean the other way and bring it back with Travis Dye, just because you have DTR, who's really explosive and dual threat guy, Kyle Phillips, Greg Dolishich. Um, You've got a very clear path, a little bit more of a clear path on who's going to score those points on offense for UCLA. They have some other guys, don't get me wrong, but I think that's the way I'm going to go is DTR, Phillips, and Dolchich bring it back with Travis Dye, and then fill in those gaps. So I really like Oregon at UCLA. I think it's just a sneaky game, West Coast game. Hopefully people kind of forget about it. Um, yeah. Next up, Clemson at Pitt. Clemson's a mess. Their offense sucks. Uh, I'm not going to be playing in the, any of them. You know, Joseph Nada went on the COVID list today. Like, this team just can't. Like, there's nothing going right for them this year. I'm out. Uh, Will Shipley may play again. If you want to play them, that's fine. I just don't love it. I think Pittsburgh actually may come out and hammer Clemson here. I know their defense is still solid, but Pittsburgh's got the number two offense in the whole country. I just don't see how Clemson keeps up with them. They haven't shown all year long to be able to put points up at a consistent rate. Um, I don't know. I don't know where it's going to come from. So if you have a magic eight ball and it says to, to roll some Clemson out there, by all means, uh, but with the injuries and – They've had multiple good opportunities, good spots versus bad defenses, and they just have not delivered. So I'm out on Clemson. I will be playing Pitt. Um, I'm curious to see how the ownership's going to shape out here, but Kenny Pickett, Jordan Addison are awesome. You got uh, Jared Wayne and Tessier Mack or some other guys you could throw into some stacks or you know pick off as one-offs. Um, you've got the running backs, Israel and Vincent Davis, but again, Clemson's defense is not horrible. They are actually pretty damn good. It's the only thing keeping them in these games and, and still winning them some games. So I'm not going to pick on the running game. I think I'm just going to stick with Pickett and Addison if I'm going to go here and just ride the big guns and hope they can deliver. Um, and then let's see. Yeah, last but not least, we have Maryland at Minnesota. This is another one of those games I just don't have a good pulse on. Um, Maryland's hor horrible on defense, but Minnesota lacks a lot of offensive firepower. Maryland's been very shaky on offense. Minnesota plays pretty tough. It's like the immovable object meets the unstoppable force here. Uh, but like in reverse, uh, someone's got to win. I don't know how it's going to go. Um, you know, this game could shoot out. This game could, you know, finish 17 to 16. Like, I don't know, man. I don't really have any like love for the guys in this game either. So I'm just going to, uh, you know, I'm not going to guess, right? I have a few games that I really like, a few spots and teams that I really like, and I'm just going to ride them on a shorter player pool this week. So um, that's where I'm going. Uh, if you have any questions, follow me on social media. I'm on there uh, leading all the way up to kick. Uh, also, my article is up at DFSRedZone.com. Feel free to check that out. Uh, it has all my top plays and player pool on there. Um, it's free to subscribe. I don't see why you wouldn't. Um, it's another resource and hopefully helps you guys win some money. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, a subscribe and thumbs up would be awesome. And if it's uh, if you're listening on a podcast, you know, especially iTunes, please give us a five star review. 
We'll have our NFL content coming out later this evening. But until then, good luck and see you next week.